We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Nathan's a girl on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. What's up, buddy? How you guys doing? Happy New Year. Last day that that can be said, according to Larry David on Curb Your Enthusiasm. So it works for me. So glad I can get that in there. And you guys got me in uh, under the deadline. So how does that math work? Is it just the third in general or is it the first work day back after the first? Three days. Three days is the is the statute of limitations, according to LD. So January 3rd, that's it. No, regardless of where it falls on the week. I think we could chop an extra day off. I'm fine with it. Like, and again, I'm not. If you say Happy New Year, I'm not canceling I, I, New I'm, Year's. I'm not even going to uh, listen to me. Today feels like New Year's Day. I, I don't know what day of the week it is. <laughs> it feels like I, I, I was looking at my uh, my app today. I'm like, is there is there college football bowl games on today? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, yeah, it's, I, it's I think tough. everybody's where you are. Nathan, are you where we are? We don't know where we are, when we are, or who we are. Yeah, it's like uh, the great Sandu and Billy Mad. What is this? What day is this? October? Let's go. <laughs> Nathan, uh, let's get to the Browns win here. Sure. Um, I, by the way, the first question I had written out for this is, does it feel like Sunday's game was two weeks ago, not two days ago? I think we've already answered that one. Yes. Um, what was the difference between the first half for Deshaun and the second half where we got multiple touchdowns? 
Well, I think really the, the third quarter and then halfway through the fourth quarter, even more than halfway, the Browns scored with five minutes and 21 seconds left. I think that might have been the best stretch of football this Browns team has played all season long. And as far as the difference goes, uh, I think it was success in high leverage situations, right? The first touchdown to Amari Cooper comes on a third and five. There was a great ball from the far hash to the sideline. Amari makes a play, gets out of a tackle from Fuller off to the races touchdown. Second drive, you have multiple third down conversions, including third and nine, uh, where you from the 13, where you hit the touchdown to Donovan Peoples Jones. Great poise in the pocket, goes through his reads, delivers the ball. And I think it just kind of got, you know, the Amari touchdown got everything kind of snowballing, and the Browns designed some very good things with his feet uh, where they showed kind of their pin pull across formation but instead actually pulled the front side guard and tackled back for a quarterback designed run that picked up 20 then he used a similar kind of action that fooled them where Batonio pulled and actually kicked out blocked the end on the touchdown to Amari so I think it was a matter of confidence scheme and just comfort you know Jonathan Allen goes down we're able to protect a little bit better and he got into a good flow. And then all of a sudden, I think he wasn't thinking, wasn't pressing. And it was like he just got into the zone, much like the great Donovan Mitchell was in last night. And and all of a sudden, the Browns, three possessions, three touchdowns. And we're saying, yeah, this is what it was supposed to be like. And it helped with complimentary football. Great, great job by the defense. You know, get the three and out on the opening drive of the second half. We score. You get another stop. We score. And then all of a sudden, you know, it was kind of off to the races there for the Browns. Nathan, how much credit do we give to the defense or is it the, the fact that Carson Wentz just stinks? <laughs> I think our D has been getting better, honestly, as the year has gone on. And I really think it started week seven in Baltimore. Now Miami, that was we know that that game did not go well. But in general, I think this defense has started to play better. They made it very difficult on Josh Allen to throw. Now we didn't do a great job stopping the run in that game. Uh, we I just think the defense has gotten better. And you look at you know the first 11 games of the season, you had three interceptions. Now you got an interception in five straight games. You have eight of them in the last five games. And so I think the back end, especially Grant Delpit, over 100 tackles now, leads the team with four interceptions. You know He started to play really, really well. Uh, MJ Emerson continues to play at a high level. Had two passes defensed in this one. Miles is miles. You know Denzel, I think, is playing like Denzel Ward again. His coverage on that initial route against McLaurin was unbelievable for the interception so I think the D is playing better I would say that yes Carson Wentz is Carson Wentz and and in high leverage situations he has struggled but this is a guy who last year you know threw seven interceptions on the season for the Indianapolis Colts now they couldn't wait to run him out of town he had 27 touchdowns seven picks but you know came in two to one touchdown to interception ratio and comes out of it no touchdowns Picks a rating of 31.4. So I think we're a very good pass D. I think our Achilles heel all season has been our run D. And I think, you know, one of the big priorities this offseason is going to be to get just a big body in the interior. Now, Deron Payne is a free agent. And if that was an audition he was putting on for the Browns, sign me up. He's been great all year, but 11 and a half sacks now on the season. But I think that's, that's what this defense needs. But I'm not surprised that they played well. I think they've been playing well against the pass for a while now. Deron Payne to the Cleveland Browns would excite yes. me in unmentionable ways, Nathan. Um, <laughs> yes. You mentioned you mentioned Del Pitt. What's been the key to his turnaround here over the last couple of weeks? I think yeah, people forget. Even though he's in his third year, this is really his second season playing, and I think part of it has been you know neither he nor John is a true center field free safety, and so they've kind of split those duties at times. Both are a little bit better closer to the line of scrimmage. I think really what, what turned for Grant was just trusting his abilities, trusting that from his landmarks, for example, in cover two, that 
he could still get to the sideline when he hit his landmark. And early in the season, sometimes he would widen that. He would miss things in the middle of the field. And if you saw the interception, it's because he was on his landmark and still get that seam ball they tried to throw down the middle working against the linebacker and that kind of a Tampa 2 look. So I think part of it is just comfort. Part of it is, you know, understanding his skills. And then part of it's confidence, right? You start to have some success. You start to make some good plays in the pass game. And then you start to believe in yourself. And when, you have, when you're believing, you're not thinking as much. And I think Grant Delpit's made some great, great plays. And in fact, I thought his interception on the post was one of the more impressive ones to track it, to catch it, to get his feet down while being, you know, kind of bumped with the receiver and MJ Emerson. I thought it was excellent. And, and I think it bodes really, really well for him and this Browns defense though. He's kind of evolved as this season has gone on. Nathan, the Browns this weekend, you know, they're not playing for anything in terms of the playoffs, but the Steelers are. And now the Browns have an opportunity here to play spoiler. Who, who would have thought that Mike Tomlin, after the way they started this season, could yeah. still go above 500 for the 15th straight year. Um, pretty remarkable there. What, what are the Browns playing for this weekend? What are you looking to see? I'm looking for them to sweep the Steelers. Dustin, that hasn't been done since I was 10 years old mm-hmm. in the year 1988. So I would like to see them sweep the Steelers. If they win this game and Cincinnati beats Baltimore, which they will be favored to do, the Browns will be at 4-2, and two have the best divisional record in the AFC North. Now, does did the season go the way you wanted to? No. What are on your schedule every year are the teams in the AFC North. So the idea that you could sweep the Steelers, that you could go 4-2 and two in this division, I think would have to give you a lot of confidence going into next year. You know, we saw in the second half what this offense can be with Deshaun Watson. You'd love to see that continue against a good Steelers defense. But I think you're playing for, number one, to end the Steelers season, number two, to sweep them, as I said, for the first time in 34 years, and and number three, to make a statement that I think will be felt in the AFC North about what this team is capable of. Now, we got to handle our business elsewhere, and and I think we all know the real shame of it is just if one of the games, the Jets, the Chargers, the Falcons, the Saints, even a couple weeks ago, if you won one of those games, this game is completely different, and, and you have a chance to get into the dance. So, it's a season that didn't end the way you wanted it to, but I think that there is a, a very strong statement that can be made by beating the Steelers, sweeping them, handing Mike Tomlin his first ever losing season. I think those things would carry a lot of weight going forward. Nathan, what's the difference between the Steelers and Browns? Honestly, I think the Browns are a better football team than the Steelers. The Steelers have gotten it done the last two weeks in the clutch, and I think there were a couple games early in the year where the Browns did not, and that's the difference, right? They're one game better than the Browns in the standings. They lost to the Browns the one time we have played them. So uh, that's the difference. They were able to get it done last week and the week before that at the end of games, and, and the Browns early in the season when they had the chance to position themselves you know, for a playoff run, unfortunately, were not able to do that. Nathan, I did want to get to – I there was a, a follow-up I had on the, our Deshaun conversation yep. uh, from earlier here. When it gets to Deshaun, yep. what else is there left for us to see this year that can make us feel better about going into next year? I think in like his, his cut-up would give you that glimpse right now. I don't know that there necessarily is something else to see, but if you go through that second half, let's just take that game in isolation, the second half against uh, Washington. You saw his ability to extend drives with his legs on third down. You saw his ability to influence 
linebackers and defensive linemen in the run game, which benefits Nick Chubb, who went over 100 yards, which was the first back to do so against Washington since Derrick Henry in, in Week 5. And you also saw his ability to, on a schemed run for him, take advantage of the Browns' typical kind of pin-pull across the formation, but actually pull the frontside guards, and he runs for 20. He saw his open field vision, the danger that he can have as a runner. You saw his ability to throw the ball to all levels of the field, including to the from far hash to the sideline with accuracy, even though we started to see that in, in the past weeks as well. So you saw him stay in the pocket, go through multiple reads, get to progressions, and, and deliver the football. I mean, that half in many ways is a microcosm of everything you want. Extending plays, getting out of sacks, making plays off structure, then making plays in structure, throwing great balls when he needed to, what he can do in the run game, not only because of his presence, but then also him carrying the ball. That was that was it. And so you just want to see more of that and know that going into next year, you're going to have the full offseason. You're going to have the full preparation with everybody. And, and that, that what we saw that glimpse there should only get better. Nathan, obviously last night was tragic what happened in Cincinnati. And Nick and I have spent most of the first hour kind of talking about the situation yeah. and you know what, what to do. Um, I guess I'll just open it to you. What, what were your thoughts on last night? And did they, did they make the right call postponing the game? Uh, it sounds like they may not even play the game uh, going forward. You know, it was it was eerie. Um, I was I was talking the only thing that I'd ever kind of seen live that made me feel like that was I was watching WWE WWF then I think it was 1999 Owen Hart at the Over the Edge pay per view and you just knew that it was so serious from the players' reactions, from the fact they kind of formed that human wall so nobody could see, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. I thought everybody, from a broadcast standpoint, in unbelievably difficult situations, Buck, Aikman, Lisa Salters, uh, Scott Van Pelt, Ryan Clark, Booger McFarland, I thought had did a tremendous job com- conveying the seriousness of the situation and also the right perspective that, at that point, we're talking about life and death. So football doesn't matter. You know, you played, you were a Buffalo Bill, uh, and – you know, the expectation is for me as a yeah. person who's been with the organization for a decade, right, is that you go to games, you understand that injuries can happen and sometimes catastrophic injuries, whether it be a head trauma, whether it be a, a broken bone, an Achilles, a, a knee. You understand that, that things can happen, but you never go to a game thinking that, you know, life and death could occur. And once you got to that point and it was readily apparent, you know, at that point, all that mattered was, is DeMar Hamlin alive? Will he survive? And that's all that I cared about. I mean, I've sat there with my wife. I don't think we talked really for a couple hours. I was listening to everything, hanging on every word, waiting for them to tell me, you know, he is okay. Um, And talking to some of my friends, one of them who's who's a a cardiologist and, you know, just trying to understand what was happening and, and waiting and waiting. And, you know, unfortunately, we're still kind of waiting. But the good news is we know that he is at least alive uh, and he is in critical condition in the ICU at a place that is tremendous for you know cardiology and you just hope for the best but I, I knew I thought it was kind of from the reactions of the players Dustin and, and you could tell me what it would be like to be on the sideline there but it just seemed like at that point how could you play football no no there, you couldn't there was, so there was, was the right call. yeah the, the emotion the whatever it takes to play the game of football, those players didn't have the right state state of mind. There's no chance they could have played that game. We're just wondering if they're going to be even, can Buffalo play this weekend? And that's the thing. That's the question. And, and, you know, what do they do with this game, right? Do they 
bump the playoffs back a week and, and eliminate the week between the AFC Championship and the Super Bowl and have just the Bengals and Bills play? Um, because from a seeding standpoint, you know, things could change. Now, uh, Joe Thomas was on with us on Browns Daily earlier, and he said, you know, he thinks that maybe they will just pretend like as if the game didn't happen, right? So just mm -hmm. wipe it out, not give them ties because – the tie would change winning percentages, things like that, whereas the situation would be still for the Bills. They win and the Chiefs lose. They could still be the one seed. Now it affects the AFC North because it would eliminate any opportunity. Had the Bills beaten the Bengals and then the Ravens beat the Bengals in Week 18, that could have changed who won the AFC North and changed seeding there. I think they're going to have to ask for grace from a team like the Ravens. I think that you know you may even have to – the Bills may say, you know what, just put us in the two seed. We don't care. It's not as important as what's going on right now. Uh, it's a very – obviously, it's an unprecedented situation. Uh, I don't know what the right answers are. I just know that for me personally, I think for most of us, right, all we care about is getting the report that, you know, DeMar is, is – going to be okay and out of the hospital and, and starting to resume a normal life because that's, that's all that matters. And to your point, you know, until the Bills get that news, those players, I don't know how they, they play. Nathan, great stuff, man. Really do appreciate you. And uh, whoever we are, whatever day it is, wherever we are, Happy New Year, buddy. Thanks again. You got it. Thank you, guys. I saw Brown's Twitter Duo, not necessarily a 180 on Deshaun, but it, it did feel like Deshaun's performance in the second half on Sunday did breathe a little bit more optimism in into Browns fans than I would say even the prospect of winning had. Because winning, there's no real tangible benefit to winning other than like cultural things and trying to build a winning culture. But I, I started seeing people kind of rounding the corner on getting excited about Deshaun on the field on Twitter as I was people watching on Twitter. Yeah, listen, it was nice for him to make some plays in the second half. The first half was atrocious. He had three completions. Yeah, it was it was it no it was worse than the Texans game. He was sacked four times. Yeah. In this game he was sacked five times. Mm -hmm. So I mean, it, it he had nowhere to go. I mean, the, when he threw the ball to Conklin. <laughs> <laughs> the best part is Conklin like did the thing that we've all done where you're not supposed to catch something you just like, and like it was like a hot potato yeah and just dropped it yeah it was really funny um look to, to me Watson made some plays made the necessary plays to win the game and, and that's great um and and at the end you know that's all you care about is getting the W mm -hmm. I, I I haven't been overly impressed with the way this guy's played in the last month yeah the last month no but I thought I thought I don't think the box score told how well he played against the Saints. Like, the way I look at it is in the last two games, specifically in the second half, Deshaun should have six touchdowns, right? He had the rushing touchdown against the Saints. He had I uh, he had a touchdown in the end zone dropped, and then it was going to be the game-tying touchdown to mm -hmm. either Njoku or the play before. There was, a, at the very least, going to be a first down and put you into position. And then in this game, like, I'm sorry, like six, he should have six touchdowns in two weeks. Yeah. Even though the box score still doesn't look pretty around that, I don't know what more you can ask for a guy that hasn't played football in 700 no, days. No, like I said, I'm happy that they got the win. I, I guess for me, watching, especially the first half, I mean, the, obviously the second half was better. I mean, he only had six completions in the second half. Mm -hmm. Now, th thankfully, three of those were touchdowns, and that was fantastic. 
He also only had 18 uh, yeah, attempts. attempts on the game. Yeah, so nine for 18. So it's just it's a weird situation because I I kind of like feel like Deshaun Watson at this point. I mean the conditions were perfect. Mm-hmm. I mean it was like 60 degrees. You know like there's no no weather excuses in this game. Um, I don't know. I mean, am I be, am I being too greedy? Yes. Yes. Well, not well, not in the big picture. I think at some point we're going to need more than nine of eighteen yeah, for here's, 169 here's yards thing. and three touchdowns. Like the, the Commanders stink. Like they are really, and they're just a mess right now. The mm-hmm. fact that every time Carson Wentz took a snap, they got booed. And that's actually really funny. I feel for Carson. I do but, too. But I mean, you, you got Heineke, who the fans actually like, and he's better than Wentz mm-hmm. sitting there on the bench, and you're putting Wentz out out there, and he's just throwing pick after pick, and he's terrible. Yeah, I think I actually think the Heineke thing could be the thing that does in Ron, depending on when they have a new uh, owner. But no, I, I think you are, because uh, to me, I at some point we do need to see vintage Deshaun. Like glimpses will not be enough, probably as soon as next, like game one of next year. But like we're everything now that we now that we're multiple games in, we got one game left. Everything should be. Where's the progression from the Texans? Game? Yeah, and listen, this is a big game because the Steelers are playing for something. They've got a pretty good defense. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a road game. It's a much better team than the commanders you faced a week ago. Kenny Pickett's starting to play pretty decent football right now. Mm-hmm. So, I, I, I honestly, I think there's a lot on the line for, for Cleveland this weekend. I think there's a lot for Deshaun on the line. Yeah. Like, I, I think... You know, we mentioned that Cincinnati game. One of the big my, my thinking in that Cincinnati game was if you can if you can hand Cincinnati, who was red hot, still is by the way, red hot going into that game, if you can hand them the L and increase your own playoff chances and Deshaun's a part of that, all of a sudden the the beginning of the legend of Deshaun on the field begins to take hold. And that's really that in time and distance from the stuff that happened off the field is the only way for Deshaun really to ingratiate himself mm-hmm. to to Browns fans beyond just like five people that Bomani Jones's team interviewed at the Muni lot like three weeks ago. I'm talking about like the actual yeah. mass of people who who might still be on the fence about Deshaun Watson. But compared to where what I saw even even the Ravens game, and again. Not a one-for-one. One. The weather was awful in the Ravens game. I thought it wasn't just about the touchdowns. It wasn't just about the plays made. It To me, the processing does feel like it's, at least in the second half, the first half it wasn't there. Then the, In the second half, it did feel like the processing was starting to go. And it, you, I think you started to see a guy who feels a little bit more comfortable Moving well, around and, and that's what plays. that's what I want to see. And I, I don't want to. I don't just want to talk about Deshaun Watson. We, we look back at the 2022 season and we're saying, well, he had a good half here. He had a good quarter there. He had a good half here. Like I, I really do want to see a complete game. No, I think that's fair. And by the way, I it would be really great if it could be in the Steelers game. And that was that was like the thing that It'd be perfect. <laughs> we could talk about walking off of the sunset. Yeah, Mike Tomlin's first losing season. Um. The the Browns uh, w- with a win, the Browns would not be in the basement, right? Because like you Hayden would said they'd be four and two in the division. Well, because you would have beaten the Steelers twice. Yeah. So you would also so the Steelers would be in fourth place. You'd technically be in third place. So there are a lot of positives to glean from this. But I don't think so. Maybe this is a better way to put it. I don't think saying Deshaun had a good performance on Sunday in 
in the aggregate, I don't think that's a silver lining either. Not just because yeah, I mean, won. listen, he managed the game. He got the win. And sometimes your stat lines aren't always pretty. Mm-hmm. For any quarterback, you, you could be Aaron Rodgers and you have a kind of an ugly stat line, but you end up winning the game for a variety of reasons. And, and that's okay. I, I guess what I'm trying to say here is we, we are now uh, five games into the Deshaun Watson experiment this year, and we've only seen glimpses. We haven't seen anything that's been like sort of complete. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think I think we should expect that. I just think uh, this is coming from the guy who said after the Texans game, all right, you have one. Now let me go see you play football for real. I just think it might be a little ambitious. And I, here's the other thing. I do think what's like there were 18 passing attempts and 30 carries on the game. There just wasn't a lot of offense between the two teams. Like, Well, because they had the ball for 21 plays in yeah. 10 minutes in the end of the second quarter. Well, and I mean, I think that's a good point. Also, like you just they're just between that and just the fact that when you did score, you scored kind of quickly and efficiently, like a bulk of the the, the game ended up being Nick Chubb kind of carrying you where you needed to go, or especially early in the game. Uh, not early in the game, uh, like in the second quarter when you did get the ball back. Like I just, I don't know. Two one six five seven eight double zero nine two. Was Sunday what you were waiting to see from Deshaun Watson, or do you still still want to see more? Let's go with Don. Don, welcome to the show, buddy. What you got for us? Good afternoon, fellas. Um, I got a couple things I want to say. I'll make it quick, but I'm going to start off with a question to you that I'm going to answer in hopes of persuading you to agree with me. Wait, are you going to give us a chance to answer the question, or you j- is it like a rhetorical exercise? Uh, it's a little bit of both. So my question ultimately <laughs> is, so far, do you think the Stefanski-Watson thing is working out? Um, I have a few... Am I allowed to ride the fence? Am I allowed to say no, uh, t- no, TBD? No, no, no. You have to. Wait, you no, rode the fence, so I no. can't ride the fence when you're riding the fence. Oh, I'm, oh, I'm not. Oh, I'm not riding the fence. I haven't answered yet. Believe me, I'm not riding this fence. Dusty, what do you have? A uh, fence. <laughs> okay, so here's why I disagree. Right now, I say it is not working out, and I understand that it can, and I think it probably will. But the problem is. A lot of people are excited about what we just saw against the Redskins. The Redskins, while in playoff contention, aren't a very good football team. Deshaun Watson had a Baker Mayfield game. I'm not trying to compare the two. Watson is a better player. We know that. But he had a Baker Mayfield game that we're all excited about. Part of the problem with that, though, to, to mitigate, I guess, his coach the wrong game this week and last week. Deshaun Watson threw 30 passes this week. I'm sorry, 18 this week, he should have threw 18 last week, and we should have ran the ball 35, 40 times this week. So my problem is the little glimpses, like Dustin said, we're seeing is not enough for a guy who's a perennial all-star and is a top five in weeks in, in his fifth start of the season. I get it, he didn't play for two years, but my God, other people miss time, and they come back and they look good within a few weeks. So I mean, Don, no, here's I Don, real quick, because I, I, I got to say, I, I love the idea, and we're actually going to move forward with it because I think it's a really great question. He had three touchdowns this week. He should have had three touchdowns last week if everybody else had held up their bargain. Like, what more can we ask of a guy to have six touchdowns in two games? Sure, but he, was, he had three touchdowns in nine completions. He hit the sweet spot of the flaw in QB ratings. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, I think, you know, it's kind of like it, 
from the quarterback perspective, I, I completion percentage in in a bigger bigger sense does matter. Um, how many sacks you takes, individual decisions, like all these things do matter. But like we're sitting here saying that if a week ago his teammates do their job, six touchdowns in two games, I don't care if it's a Baker Mayfield game. Like I. It, like the the goal is to score as many points as you can. Right. It was the best offensive performance you've had since Jacoby Brissett was your quarterback. How is that not a step forward? What are your thoughts on Stefanski taking the points off the board? Oh, I have many thoughts on Kev. I, I don't think I, to to answer Don's bigger question. I think Stefanski has gotten worse the more he's had Deshaun. I thought there was the fourth and fifth. I uh, sorry, the fourth and five quarterback draw that made me want to drink a fifth. I thought there was, I mean, I don't even want to get into the, the entirety of the decisions that made me scream at the TV on uh, a Sunday. That fourth down call. Oh my God. Like, uh, so I, I, and by the way, that's before we even get into the saints game before or the Ravens game before it, where I felt like Deshaun was playing reasonably well and he clipped his wings in the name of conservatism despite the week before being like, all right, we're down 10 points. Go ahead and throw your ass off, Deshaun. Yeah, I think if we get to the bigger question, I am more discouraged about Stefanski with Watson than I have been, and I'm more encouraged about Deshaun in general. And no, that's not me riding any fence. It would not support my weight. Dusty, is it fair to say that in the five games with Deshaun Watson, Kevin Stefanski's performance as a play caller has been uneven. Yeah. And it's it to me it's less about about passing and running to me it's about aggressiveness. Like I the people who complain about uh Stefanski's aggressiveness, I'm sorry, that's just the like it's just the way of the NFL. A lot of young coaches right now are aggressive. I mean even McVay's and Shanahan's and those guys have more proven Dusty, those guys are aggressive. I have yeah. no problem with Stefanski being aggressive. What's weird to me is how, like the Ravens game, inclement weather. Well, you're up, you're up by ten points. We're gonna go ahead and we're we're gonna we're gonna be really super um, conservative. And then the next week against the Saints, you got you went the opposite direction. And again, in that case, late in the game, there were a lot of throws because you're playing from behind. Yeah, you're down 17-10. But like early in that Ravens game, it felt like Kevin Stefanski decided to clip Deshaun's wings. Early in that Saints game, it felt like Kevin Stefanski said, all right, let's go ahead and throw the hell out of the ball. So to me, it's less about are you are you running the ball enough? Are you passing the ball enough? It's That's going to be kind of a, a moving target. But the selective aggressiveness from game to game, I think, tells me that Kevin Stefanski is really struggling with how to utilize Deshaun Watson. What do you think is the best way to utilize him? I would let him throw every single friggin' pass to the end of the season. It won the second. Well, I mean, you've been on that since the Saints game, even well, though we were gonna have sixty mile an hour wins, and you're like, eh, throw it thirty five times. And by the and way, they did. And by the way, people caught the ball. Would have won. Yeah. I would have been insufferable. If the ball, if the ball wasn't a, a block of ice. I would have, I would have been insufferable. On t- I mean, I'm already insufferable. But I would have been completely insufferable on that Tuesday. The last Tuesday of the old year. Why do we never talk about the old year? We always talk about the new year. Never mind. Um, 
I would have completely insufferable had Deshaun had, had those two passes been caught and the Browns had beaten the Saints in that game. Also, and you know what? I'm going to save that one for a minute from now. Um, no, I the second you went out of the playoffs, the most important thing became let's go ahead and and throw the ball. Let's go ahead and let's 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 shake every single cobweb off Deshaun so that we can go ahead and uh, so we can go ahead and say by the end of the year. All right, we, we we're he's ready to go for next year. So like well, in the that, Steelers' that's the goal game. at this point, right? I mean, we're just trying to see if this guy's got what it takes to to lead this team next year to give us you know hope and optimism going into the twenty twenty three season. Mm-hmm. So I I want to see him I, throw more. Yeah, I okay, and that that's fine. They're probably going to have to throw the football in this game on Sunday. And uh, look, if if the season ended right now. How many people out there raise your hand if you feel really good about next year? Not Define me. Define really good. Uh, winning the division. I mean, can't we? Okay, can we just say wild card spot? Okay, well that that would be good. Okay, well I've, <laughs> the semantics with Nick and Dustin. Um, I don't know. I feel reasonably optimistic about winning a wild I don't know. card. What do you spot. mean? What do you mean? Uh, I would feel reasonably optimistic about being a wild card team next year. Like I, I do feel like not just for for Deshaun. I feel like for the rest of this team, I agree with the sentiment that they really will benefit from a full off season where they're not being asked questions about Deshaun with all the distractions. And you know what? It's not just that. It's the uncertainty. Players like comfort. Players like their routine. The Deshaun stuff really disrupted being able, if you're Stefanski and company, to to put in a routine, right? So I think that'll help. I also, listen, say what you want about the Browns organization, and we have said it all. The one thing I can count on them to do is to be aggressive. And I see them, I don't, I'm not worried about the cap space. I'm not worried about uh, player acquisition. They're the Rams now. You are the Rams. You were the Saints in the last couple of years. Your window is now. So even from the roster perspective, like I, I don't think they're going to be able to afford Deron Payne, who Nathan Zagur and I yeah. were lusting after earlier in the show, but a really good big body defensive tackle to help Jordan Elliott play better. Yes. A, another edge rusher to make up for the fact that Jadavian Clowney has been a bit of a disappointment this year. Yes. I think that's doable. Um, a thumper at linebacker. Yep. Like, everything the Browns need, I think, can be had by either trade or free agency. Mm-hmm. And I think you've got a bunch of picks to kind of try and uh, bookend the, the back part of this roster. You fire the defensive coordinator and maybe Paul DePodesta and make a couple good moves. Like, I, I, I have no reason to believe Deshaun can't figure it out, Dusty. Do you? No, I, I think he can. Uh, I, I think it's going to take a little bit more time. I also... I'm a little bit concerned about Stefanski being the actual play caller for him because mm-hmm. um, I've seen some serious ups and downs with him. Uh, I know over the weekend it was reported that, not not to compare Ohio State to the Browns, but I'm going to, uh, <laughs> that Ryan Day is going to this offseason probably relinquish play calling duties to his mm-hmm. OC and focus more on being that CEO. Can you, and, can you and, imagine after scoring 41 points if Stefanski was like, guys, I'm just not doing my job. He would never do that. Yeah. I mean, know? he's not doing no, it when they're I mean, scoring like but, 18 but, but, points. But I've got, I've got complete faith in AVP. Yeah. 
Well, and and also, AVP was a offensive coordinator before he got here, so he's had the job before. This is a guy who played quarterback in the NFL. Like it's just it's just time to make subtle moves for the organization, so that in a year's time or in eight games time, you don't have to make the huge, ridiculous moves. Two one six five seven eight double o nine two. The the question here is, um, was Sunday what you were waiting to see from Deshaun Watson? And I think the other part of this is, have you maybe lost faith that in the idea of the Stefanski and Watson partnership? The Watson part, I'm not too concerned about. The Stefanski part, I'm, I'm starting to get concerned about. Joe, welcome to the show, buddy. What you got for us? Thank you. I do want to make my comment about uh, Deshaun Watson. But uh, Stefanski, I, uh, I don't know if uh, the problem is being overly aggressive. He's monumentally peculiar. I mean, in the next game, I wouldn't be surprised if he punted on second down. It's just <laughs> so odd. Uh, I'm with you. Get rid of De Podesta. He's proven uh, nothing. And uh, as far as Deshaun Watson, uh, it's great to see uh, the results we got uh, last Sunday. I have faith in him. I'm glad we got him. But someone has to get with him. I know he's a tall guy, and that makes a difference, and he's a great runner, but he's going to lose his one, two, or three games a year when he, when he drops that football. He doesn't secure the football on runs, and it's so obvious. Uh, it's, it's going to be a big problem. So somebody's got to get with him, the quarterback coach, if they have one or whatever, but that is going to be one of the few problems I see with Deshaun. Joe, we appreciate it, buddy. Yeah, the fumble was – they got so lucky that that fumble was kicked out of bounds. Um, I will say the fumbles in Houston were an issue. Like I want to say there was a year, there were uh, multiple years, as a matter of fact. I think he had double-digit fumbles. Um, there were years where he actually had more fumbles than he did interceptions. That's a good point by Joe there. Frank, welcome to the show, Frank. What's up, fellas? Frank, hey, what's man, happening, man? I just wanted to say, man, like what, basically what dude was saying, Stefanski's so smart, he's stupid, man. I, I don't. He's the worst short distance coach I ever seen make play calls, man. I don't know what he be doing. And as far as Deshaun go, man, I'm comfortable, man. I ain't looked at him in the last four games and said, uh oh, and none of that, man. I'm just waiting to see what we gonna do next year with these picks, man, and who we gonna get. And when free agency start, man, they better be buying the first day, not two or three days later. They better be buying because we definitely need it, man. But everything gonna be all right, man. Everybody needs to stop tripping, man. He ain't looking like he ain't supposed to look like the Super Bowl contender right now. Five games all season, he'll be back. Then they gonna be talking crazy. Y'all have a good one, man. You too, Frank. Um, I, I'm where you are right now. Week one of next year, that all goes out. Like, let's just be honest, guys. This patience doesn't last in football. It doesn't last in sports in general. How many times have you heard? Owners at the end of one season saying, I'm so committed to where we are into this build, into this head coach, into this GM, and six games in the next year, everybody's fired. Like, I get it. I, I Listen, they might need to be patient with Deshaun. It doesn't matter what they need. The reality is you spent a lot of money, a lot of draft collateral, and that patience will run out. Once you get in after week 18, after game 17, just a reality. And we can say, ah, oh, it's going to be fine. Okay. And by the way, I'm, I'm, 
I'm as confident coming out of the Washington game that they will be fine, that he will be fine. But I'm not 100% certain, right? Until I see vintage Deshaun on the field, Dustin, mm-hmm. well, I'm, it's going to be wishes, hopes, and dreams. It's going to be, <laughs> it's gonna be um, you know, dragons and fairy tales. Like I'm, There's a lot of things I'm reasonably hopeful for that might not end up happening. Yeah, listen, I'm, I'm convinced that most fans are not going to be happy or willing to accept Deshaun as their quarterback until this guy is is literally just leading the league in passing and taking this team to the postseason and giving them an opportunity to win a championship. Yep. And I think that's... And, but, but guess what? That's the position that this ownership group has put this team in and the fans in. Yeah, and I think that's also the expectation for any franchise quarterback. So the second... Yeah, I, I feel like if Baker were still here, it wouldn't quite be as high. It would be like, let's get to the playoffs and see what happens. Ooh, because I, I think the difficult thing is Baker came with a different set of expectations, which is you were the number one pick. You have to become a franchise quarterback. Yeah. So I feel like now, if you had said it was Jared Goff or if you had traded for Derek Carr, right? I think I, I probably am right there with you that the expectations would have been different. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.